the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. So, it's, it's been a week in news this week. Uh, politics, politicians, the red, the, the red and blue, left and right controversy, controversy among people. It's so much controversy nowadays. Like, like you got Boris, Boris. His last name Johnson. Now, is the Johnson? You know what it is. That's what I'm saying. He was. They think of impeaching Trump. Well, I don't think that's very peachy. Oh no. Um, well, I said I'd never do comedy again, so I apologise for that. Um, so what's been happening in Friday Night Fright Studios this week? Uh, where Mabel is still, uh, no, still carrying on. She's not round, she's not gone. She's she's Mabel, she's Schrodinger Mabel, but she's here, she's not here. She's just, you know, eventually she'll be back. She's a whizzle, she's a wazzy. She's, you know, what can you do? Um... Oh, uh, well, I went to see Fight Club. Uh, it's Fight Club is a movie about anti-capitalism made by a very capitalist studio. And it was interesting. I went, I went to see it in cinema. I've never seen it in cinema before. It's only I've been on home video. And it didn't... And Netflix and stuff like that. It did make me realise movies actually do have a lot of changes. You know, if you watch them in different venues, they can be wildly different experiences. In spite of the fact that I was very tired watching it, tired because I've been really enjoying life over the last few weeks instead of focusing on this podcast and then having this podcast on Thursday evening when I've got literally nothing left which explains why this episode is only going to be about half an hour long for non sequiturs and sketches and random shit that doesn't flow because you know some weeks you just can't get rid of a bomb or some weeks you are a bomb I don't know it's one for two anyway Fight Club yeah it's a good movie I, I enjoyed it although I was very tired because like I said I've been enjoying the last few weeks I've been social in I've been happy in I've been borderline wear adjusted in which means I'm very tired because I'm not a very wear adjusted human being I, I I like I like my fries the way I like my fries I, I'm simple I like Burger King I like Bud Light I like eating you know bad food and i've got some noodles in fresh from a work do yesterday but what can you do about that um yeah so fight club it was good i i really enjoyed seeing on big screen david fincher clearly works to a wider frame you'd expect but he's good director i just i some movies like i saw pop fiction at sigma again last year and i loved that and i was like this is amazing you know it's revelatory even but Fight Club, I really enjoyed it. I think of was I'd rather be sat home watching some Netflix, and partly that's because you can talk to people online while you're doing that on Netflix. And I felt like, oh no, I was going out in public, oh, you know, social eating, sing mine, all of that. And then I realized social eating doesn't really like being out that late in the evening. I mean, I'd had a couple of beers, I went to see Fight Club, got a taxi home afterwards, and I was like, it's so late. I mean, I almost fell asleep a few times during moving. I'm not. Didn't used to be like that, but then I got old. I'm 34, you know. One of the reasons why Mabel left, she was like, you're 34. And I was like, you're 40. And she was like, don't you ever say that. I'm 39 and a half. But, you know, she wants to put a kid through college, but she doesn't want to come working in Friday Night Fright Studios because no money. It's like, what are you going to do, Mabel? What are you going to say? You, you, you want a better job? You know, you go work Midnight Six. You go work for Absolute Radio. You go get your money, Mabel, you know. Explain to us podcast is on a ship because it doesn't have person behind the scenes anymore. And know some people are going to say, you never have person behind the scenes. But I'll tell you this, 
We would not be the 234th most popular podcast in Uganda if we didn't have people behind the scenes. Which we don't. It's just me. Mabel occasionally hits out, but she doesn't really do it anymore. So I have to say if I'm too busy having fun. So it's like, Ian, you're having fun. You're not great and stuff. What are you doing? But I'm having fun. I'm enjoying life. It goes back to that quote from Heroes Season 1. You guys be a person with purpose or you can have a good, happy life. You can't do both. And I'm like, I want to do both, but I want to be happy. But I want great shit. You know? But then again, what can you say? Um, this podcast is going to barely get half an hour this week. Although we discuss um, a terrible movie I watched called Holidays in some detail. And trust me, I'm going to be doing a batch recording of episodes this weekend because I need to get ahead of myself because this is literally getting down to war every Thursday. And then it's literally just an example of what shit can you pull out of a bag on very short notice because I never want missing an episode. But at the same time, some weeks, I have nothing fucking to say. I don't have anything to say. And that's why I'm talking so quickly now. But strange I'm talking quickly. It's the quicker I talk, the more time it takes. It's like, no, you got to drag this shit out in 10 minutes. For Ray, I spent four minutes talking about eight minutes worth of stuff so you know and do I even sang classics I sang Monster Mash you heard me sing Monster Mash now everyone's going to be like yeah, people in Algeria and people in Uganda like what the fuck's talking about he's talking so quick he's talking so quick he's talking really quick he's not even really saying anything look my light's on my clothes are drying what are you going to do I've just finished work on, on Thursday not even Friday it's Thursday it's Thursday it's Thursday and I have no beer I have no beer on Thursday I have Cravendale but I have no beer I have alcoholic cocktails and shit but I have no beer it's terrifying I have choice I can have noodles in the evening or I can have chicken or I can have chicken noodles or I'll yeah, sounds nice actually or I can get a takeaway but I won't get a takeaway I need to save money because I need to go places I've got trips to do people see and I'm talking really fast now and I'm not even saying anything um Friday night fright so I've seen a few weeks we got out it's Halloween coming up um which I really need to fucking do because I'm not in country when it airs no I'm in fucking America when it airs and you know I'm going to America again. So, actually, in that point, there will be some episodes recorded live in America. And who knows, maybe I'll get some fucking co-hosts for those episodes. I keep asking people, and they keep saying, Ian, we love your style. We love podcasts. We can't do it. It's too revolutionary. It's too new. It's too cutting edge. And I'm like, it's not cutting edge. I'm literally ripping off Eric Andre and Zach Galifianakis. You know, I'm not cutting edge. I'm I'm slight edge. I'm, I'm not straight edge, though. I drink too much I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, Fight Club. I really enjoyed it, but I don't know, man. Sometimes these movies, you watch them too late. Like, I'd ideally love to work 9 to 3 or 8 to 3 and go see a movie at 3.30 in the afternoon. That'd be great, but it's too early at the moment. Too late, even. Um, how things go for me? I like said I'm happy, you know, which means I don't really put much effort in stuff like this. But I, st- I would do want to. I want to want to care. You know, I want to want to care, but I... I watch movies like Holidays, and I'm thinking, this shit's not a full episode. I mean, you do a commentary on it. I don't know if you guys have seen Holidays. It's an anthology horror movie um, uh, by a bunch of directors based on Holidays, and it is fucking rubbish. I was telling them, I was telling, uh, you know, people, pe- I say people, you know, I won't name names because, you know, I can say being English to podcast no listeners. But I was, I was talking to people and I was explaining how bad a move was and it's really bad. It's really creepy. It's got that VHS thing of it's slightly sleazy, which is good, but in other ways it's bad because you feel uncomfortable watching it. But at the same time, so like at least it's got a vibe to it, you know. If movies don't have a vibe, they just oh they just suck. But holidays, um what can you say about a movie of a paedophilic Eastern bunny, you know? Like, oh, and Seth Green and his wife is like a 
dominatrix who murders people and then two people hook up on New Year's Eve and then they try murdering each other. It's a really weird tonal movie, but it's, it's it's terrible, but somewhat endearing at the same time. And um, it also features a read by Kevin Smith um, short about um, three witches, I guess. Um, the avenger on some guy who lives in Los Angeles and turns them into, you know, camera gals, I guess you can say. I mean, it's trying to say some stuff, but any movie which has a woman sleep with Danny Zuko and then give birth to a snake, you have to question parts of it. And it, it succumbs to travel and for do movies, which is not all parts are equal or the same. Um, one of the reasons I like VHS too is they got some directors in for that movie who are allowed to do really interesting shit and visual shit, which was fascinating. But when you get a movie like this and everyone's kind of mundane, and goes back one of my big problems for Hollywood in general, and one of the things I raised last week in my ranting about all movies coming out episode, the flaw for me is the scripts are so bad. And for record, I am working on the Scream 5 script some more. It's not quite ready yet, but it's getting there. Um, It was actually a fun project, but again, had too much fun in the last few weeks. Ian's happy, guys. He's happy. Mabel's still not here. She's fucked right off, but I'm happy, you know. I'm good. I'm in a good place, and it's scary, because I'm talking to you guys from a place of... I, I wouldn't say I was unhappy before. I was always happy, but, like, you know, I, I don't know. I feel more content, content, wistful nowadays, you know, so three really weird. I mean, I sing classics. You heard me. I sung classics. Um, so... This could be a short episode usual, but trust me, next few weeks we're going to get back to normal. I know it's been rocky for a while because I haven't really been promoting podcasts much either. Despite the fact that we're 234th in fucking Uganda, that shit means something, you know? Despite that, it's, it's big things are going to happen, you know? It's been over a year since we started, and there's some cool shit that's happened, you know? I, I, I've learned a lot, and there's a lot of cool shit going up, coming up, um... But for now, I feel like, you know, I I feel like I've had to step back and rethink a few things about the podcast and try and come up with some stuff. I know there's not as many bot episodes as usual. It's because I've been busy. I've been trying to write some scripts. I've been living life. I've been doing shit. So, you know, it's like, it's hard to describe really, but things will pick up, I promise you guys. They will absolutely pick up. Things are going to get better. Um, I got some big ideas. Blair Witch 2 Country is coming, by the way. I'm finally going to get to Bay. I'm finally going to get Grave Encounters 2, the Anti-Monitor vs. Necron. It's going to be a lot more recapping. It's just, I need to do episodes in batches. Like, for this, I'm pulling this Saturday, I'm going to be doing two back-to-back. Saturday after that, I'll be doing another two. I'll be trying to do some more commentaries for doing week and shit like that. And I've got an idea coming up, which should be really fun, um, for January. So... Oh, stay tuned flat. But for now, this is going to be a short episode of podcast because it's no set length. Um, hope you enjoy the bits coming up um, in the next few weeks and hope you enjoy the fact that this is the intro of the episode. And um, I got... I've, I've already talked about Happy Death Day, but in terms of this podcast, I haven't done it yet. So you'll hear my views on Happy Death Day, Instant Classics and Open Loot Crate. But that's recorded days ago and airs after the shit. So anyway, I will see you guys next week. And trust me, bigger and better things coming for this podcast. I just need to devote some fucking time to it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making this podcast 234th in Uganda. 
And while I don't like this damn episode, we've got more shit coming up. So the shit's coming up after this. I'll be back in a few seconds. And now it's time to open one of the weird famous Friday Night Fright loot crates. Boy, oh boy, it's been a long time since I did this. Um, when you're in Loot Crate, it's a Loot Mystery Bag. It's a mystery bag. Um, and I can't wait to open it. And can't wait for you guys to hear me describe what's inside. So here I go. Ow, ow, shit. That hurt. Um, I have a staple on my finger, but that's okay. I'll take it out. Uh, okay, let's open up. And what's the first item? Try not to get stabbed with staple. It's, it's a leaflet. The leaflet saying, I owe you one item. <sighs> Friday Night Fright loot crates, FBI, they are particularly awful. I'm owed one item. That's brilliant. Well, that's fine. You know what can you do? You know, you have to use your imagination and imagine I've got something better. Okay, let's try again. Let's go to the bag. Let's find it. And what the fuck? Why would you give me a copy of Blade the series? Um... The complete series, uh, loaded non-stop action, according to Te Kevin Thompson, Palm Beach Post. Um, let's read back a bit. Includes all 13 action-packed episodes. Unrated and FB4 scene for its too graphic for TV. The legendary vampire hunter is reborn in Blake's series. We didn't die, so why did he be reborn? Comma, collective for the first time means action dash packed entirety. Full stop. When Evil House of Chiffon, Chiffon, Unveiled plans of taking overthrow human race with a new vampire super dash breed, comma, only blade brackets, sticky fingers, end brackets, and newly transformed ally, brackets, Jew Wagner, end brackets, can save the way from entering an undead darkness. Pilot audio commentary by director Peter Fallon. Pilot audio commentary by writers David Goyer and Jeff Johns. I, I, Quotation mark. Turning Blade, end quotation mark documentary, and Blade TV promos. 18 fit for viewing by persons aged 18 years or over, a co-production with Spike TV. That doesn't seem to any sense of hope. So I'm not going, I don't think I'll watch that one. But that's okay. I like Blade movies. Blade Trinity's my favourite, of course, but that's fine. Um, what? Actually, you know, I suppose at one point that had some value to it, but... Um, Friday Night Fright Loot Crates, everybody. Um, right, let's go second option. Let's open up again. Oh, and I have a bobblehead. I have a bobblehead. Um, a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man bobblehead. Incidentally, how are all these items in the same box? Like, how does it work? Like, who's licensing this shit? Like, you know, who's licensing this shit? A shut window before I get to shout that. You know, like, like, who licenses this shit? Like, I've got DVD, I've got IOU leaflet and bobblehead. Like, I, I'm just going say, it's fine. Okay? I, I know this is free, you know, but you have your own Friday Night Fright loot crate. All you have to do is send me a message on Twitter. Send me a message. And if there's anything left in stock, I'll send you one. You have my promise on that. Okay, let's open up again. And it's a gift certificate for Bed Bath and Beyond. And look. I'm sorry, guys. I really don't understand why there'd be a gift certificate of Bed Bath & Beyond addressed to me. Like, like that's stupid. Why would that be in there? I, what values that have for me? It's only like £5. Can't buy anything for £5. Especially not for Bed Bath & Beyond. Especially given that I live in England. The fuck you stay up for Bed Bath & Beyond gift certificate? 
fuck's sake. Okay, let's reach in this bag and, and, oh no, I knocked my fan over. Oh no, it's the most professional podcast ever. I was not back in and, oh, it's another DVD from, looks like from Charity Shop. American Zotrope presents a move by Francis Ford Coppola starring Val Kilmer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Twist. Sublime, comma, capable of resonating in darkest part of the viewer's soul. That's from Killer Movie Reviews. I've never heard of them, so that's great. From the Oscar-winning director, that's a whole fucking time ago, guys. Francis Coppola comes, comma, comes since the violent tale of Twisted Illusions, comma, starring Val Kilmer. Cool stuff. When struggling horror novelist, oh, Jesus, arrives in a small town for a book signing, comma, he is unwittingly embroiled in murder investigation, full stop. It starts piecing the case together, comma, inexplicable events, <laughs> disrupt his life and seem to be trying to turn something, full stop. But as he gets close to the truth, comma, he discovers details and the mysteriously entwined his own life, full stop. We delight all fans of Coppola, called the Independent. I don't believe that's true. He didn't even write this. Who wrote this? Where's the writer credit? Oh, no, he did write this. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm just going to say it. Like, Francis Ford Coppola is a prime example of how collaboration can make your career. And when you're a jerk to F1, when you fuck up your career royally... And you make a mess of moving, go monstrously over budget. No one's going to give you money or time anymore. And if this is best you can produce, you just fucking give up. Some people are best when they're being jerks to everyone, but producing good results regardless. Because the second they don't produce good results, like Francis Coppola, Wim Freaking, they're kicked out of Hollywood because, let's face it, who wants a jerk who can't even make a good movie? That's going to say um, well, that's a piece of shit loot box. Um, but apparently it's one item left. Uh, hey, uh, and it's a fucking deodorant. It's a fucking can deodorant. Seriously, I want to know... I have to find out who produces these Friday Night Fright loot bags and find out how they get around those licensing because I feel like this is borderline illegal at this point. But hey, I find open one of my loot boxes and i got 6 minutes 30... Time for that podcast on it, so that's good. Um, well, there'll be enough segment in a few seconds. I need to just clear my head, so I'll be back shortly. So, see, think about voting, and think about voting is this. If you want to vote, you have to vote. You have to vote. It's important. You have to vote. You should vote. You should absolutely vote. Voting is simple. I'm going to explain using Shudder. I pay money for Shudder each month. Therefore, I'm entitled to my opinion on Shudder. If I didn't pay money Shudder, I wouldn't be entitled to my opinion. That's how business works. Businesses which pay a lot of money have more influence on politicians than you do the average consumer. If you pay money monthly, you'd have more access. You do pay counts, stats, and where you have access, businesses, they pay or get away of paying billions of dollars count stats. Therefore, they have more influence on government. That's a rationalistic, slightly odd way of looking at it, but it's true. So regarding voting, say you're watching movie on Shudder. Say you're watching Lords of Salem. Say you don't like Lords of Salem. You give it one star out of five. That's you making your choice. That's you saying to people in power, Oi, I don't like this movie. You say that, you don't like this movie, and hopefully won't be recommended other movies like it. But if you gave it five out of five, they'd recommend other movies like that. 
You have a chance. You have a voice on Shudder. You can do that. I don't. I don't rate anything on Shudder because I don't want Shudder to have access to what I think about movies unless they listen to this podcast. They listen to this podcast. They know what I think about movies. Therefore, my vote has voice. My voice has vote. But at the same time, I pay money so I don't have to pass the vote on Shudder. I just do on this podcast. This podcast is separate. Therefore, this podcast is anarchistic. Therefore, I'm not part of the Shudder democracy. But at the same time, is Shudder a democracy? They don't listen to me and I say, Lord of Salem's bad. Maybe if I said it on their platform, they'd listen to me and they wouldn't have it on their service. That's politics. That's voting. Hope you've enjoyed this demonstration voting by someone who really doesn't have any fucking idea what he's talking about when it comes to voting. And anyway, here's a brief word from our sponsor. I don't understand how this device works. So moving on, um, I watched the, uh, finally, um, I watched the uh, movie um, Happy Death Day. Uh, I've, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, um, it's a movie, it's a movie, it's a horror movie. It's not Groundhog Day. It's not Groundhog Day. It's definitely not Groundhog Day, but it's a movie about um a woman who um uh repeats the same day over and over again. And um she she learns a lesson in the end, she learns a valuable lesson about um her life, and she does think a lot less intimidation than B. Murray did. He lived for if you believe the rumours ten million years. He he literally lived he never got any trauma. He never got any trauma from it. He was always okay because it was doing Buddhism. You know, how Ramis made movie about Buddhism and reincarnation and B. Murray is like, no. No, give me an Oscar. And how Ramis was like, I can't give you an Oscar. You have to earn it. B. Murray is karma. So how Ramis said, Karma is part of Buddhism. That's the movie I made and B. Murray B. Murray was like, no, no, no. But anyway, back to Happy Death Day. Happy, da- happy, happy Daffy Day. That's Happy Daffy Day. It's a movie by a woman named Tree. That's her name, people. That's her real name. We're going to get spoilers from here. She's named Tree, but she's not a tree. She's a woman. Her real name's Teresa, apparently, but her real name's also Tree. She has fun. Just some fun. She likes sets. She's a woman who likes sets. We think. Maybe she doesn't. Who knows? Maybe it's a Me Too movement movie. That's not important. But she 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 has some sets or she thinks about having some sets. She wakes up next to a guy and she's like, No, why do I sleep with you? You 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 nerd, you fucking nerd with your perfect complexion and your great hair, you fucking nerd. And his friend is sort of like, dude, did you heal up that vagina? And she's like, we'll repeat this scene a few times and I'll tell you off later on. Because that sets this. And she leaves and she does the walk of shame and she runs into a guy and she's like, no, Carl Arm, you, no, no, I'm not dealing with this. She's rude to her roommate and find out she's fucking her teacher. She's fucking her teacher who's also a doctor. And he's married and he's like, no. You'll fall in love with me. And she's like, we'll go over and say it, but I won't. And then she dies. She dies. She's murdered by a man in a baby mask. A baby mask. He murders her. He murders her because she's, she's a woman. And he's got a baby mask on. And then they repeats. And it happens again. It's slightly differently. 
But it's Stu dies. And we find out that the teacher, the doctor, thinks she's falling in love with him. But she's not. And then he starts, that, that makes him horny, so he tries fucking her. After she tried fucking him. You know, dry humping even. She took off his shirt. He's married, she took off his sh- shirt. It's disgusting. Pornography. No, hot wipes, that's one thing. But a married man and a college student, no. Do not approve. So she keeps repeating days, she keeps dying. And find out that someone watched Charles Blake as a murderer, or who we think's a murderer, he's just like Chucky, he's just like Charles Lee Ray. Except not played by Brad Dourif, so there's thumbs down for that. And stuff happens and she starts growing used and custom to the guy from the start. Trent. Trent, Chuck, Trent. Because she starts falling for him. Despite the fact that she only goes through about 10 iterations. So she only lives 10 days. But she falls in love with 10 days. Because this is Hollywood. And they team up. And they defeat the evil serial killer man. You know? But she's starting to suffer from trauma. She's stuck in hostel. It's all like, I don't know what's going to happen. But then they team up and they defeat evil serial killer man. But she eats a cupcake. <gasps> She dies in her sleep. Oh no, and she wakes up. And she's all like, fuck, it's the same day again. Fuck, 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 fuck. And it's after the scene where she goes nude walking. And then she's like, no, it's my best friend. She did it. Because movie has to wrap up now. And they're like, oh, kick out the fucking window. And her best friend dies. And everyone's like, yay. And she wakes up the next day in the dorm room of Trent. Scandalous. But she's made up for dad. Her daddy issues and mummy issues are gone. It's a happy ending. Um, so what do I think of Happy Death Day? Seriously, I really enjoyed it. I thought my own downfall, poor with it, downpour. My only issue with it really is that um, fundamentally the main problem with the movie is um, the simple fact that it's not Groundhog Day. Like Groundhog Day is a comedy theory, but it's actually a work of art. It's a really incredibly made movie, which says something about human spirit, even Vandy McDowell's career best performance, but not saying much. Problem here is it doesn't have that level of pathos, because like I said, she only goes through like 10 iterations. And even in TV shows, I assume natural when they do this episode, they go through months and months of iterations. We're meant to believe she changes so much in 10 days. It needs a montage. It needs that montage of, oh, I died so many wacky ways, but can't have that because, you know, it's trying to be ground. It's Blumhouse, you know? So it's not very subtle, but it's trying to be subtle, but it's not very subtle. You know, we we get the sense that she's a horrible person. We're not a nice person from the start, but we never really get to see the gradual cat development of her living through all these iterations. I guess because... The idea of something like Groundhog Day was more philosophical and more rooted in the concepts of karma and religion and fate versus free will and choice and all that. And this movie's not really about that. It's about a woman who makes out with her teacher who dies a lot because her best friend is jealous that she was making out with teacher and doctor, I guess. Like, it's pretty slim. And also, who done aspect of the movie, which is actually the most interesting part of the movie, is trying to figure out who done it. Maybe other people will figure it out sooner. I don't know, I don't give a shit. But for me, that's the most interesting part of the movie. And when they resolved that, it was like, eh, yeah, you know, like, something like Groundhog Day works because there's no rhyme or reason for what's happening. You know, this is just a cosmic imbalance of sorts, like, this weird shit. 
it's just a means to tell a story, whereas this one, the story and means seem to be rooted together, and it doesn't necessarily work where you want to. Some good visual stuff, though, and I think the performances are quite winging, and writing's relatively good for a horror movie. I think that's the problem, though. It's good for a horror movie. But it's not a great horror movie, if that makes sense. With something like Roundhog Day is a fantastic movie in general and revolutionised that an entire subplot, you know, of sorts. But I think it's also kind of attention-taking to this. This feels like if someone spent another few months on the script, they could really come out with something great, but Blumhouse, unfortunately, unless it's Jordan Peele, they don't really spend that much time on the scripts, I don't think. Which is good for me, because I'd love to write Blumhouse, you know, take one script, just pass it along, you know. But I mean, on, on range of Blumhouse movies, compared to shit like Truthful Dead, this is a fucking masterpiece, you know. Like, this is probably up there with, no, it's under Get Out and Us, because let's face it, Jordan Peele is probably the best mainstream horror director at the moment. James Wan's up there reasonably, and um, Robert Egger is, in terms of artistic horror, is probably best overall. But, I mean... It doesn't feel like art, you know, it doesn't feel like a very personal project. And also it feels like franchise bait. You know, they, I, obviously, I found out about Happy Death Day to You, which is sequel, which some people said more comedic. And I don't know if I like that. I like this fact that this is a horror movie, but I kind of feel like when they do reveal who's actually pined it, no, you get a lot of weird shit happening, and then that reveal kind of mundanes it a bit. And no, you can say stuff like Charles Play is a bit mundane too, but Charles Play embraces the fantastic futuristic, fantastical elements a lot more than this does, where it's just, oh, this happens, that's it. You know, there were a lot of interesting ways they could have gone for the killing. I don't feel like they really went down those routes. But would I recommend it? Yes, although I've spoiled you for the entire movie, so maybe you don't watch it now. But it's been a few years, it's on Netflix, and it's a rather good movie. And yeah, it's... Um, oh no, it feels like they could have used more, though. There's one few movies where I feel like maybe going more towards the two-hour mark would have been better. It feels like they did sketch version movie where a lot of... Well, in some ways, that's good because it moves quickly and it's got pace and it's interesting and dynamic. But in other ways, so like maybe if you slow the fuck down and have a few montages and a few more scenes of us trying to figure out who this character really is, you know? All characters feel quite sketched, even Tree. But I'd say overall it's good. I'd give it probably 3.5 out of 5, and that's quite a high rating for a whole movie, in my opinion, in this day and age. And hey, it got me 10 minutes content podcast, which is good, because fuck, in some ways it's difficult enough to get anything. So I'd say despite that, and I spoiled the entire movie for you, if you want to watch Happy Death Day, I'd say give it a chance. It's good, it's fun, it's on Netflix, and it's watchable. So yeah, that's my, this is my review and recap of Happy Death Day. And now it's time for Ethan's favourite segment of Friday Night Fright, Ian Sings Classics, with your host, Ian Austin. Today's rendition, Monster Mash, the classic by Bobby Pickup. La 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 Okay, we got tone right, we got tone right guys, here we go. I was working in a lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash the monster mash it was a graveyard smash he did the mash 
He caught on in a flash. He took the mash. He took the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle road. In castle east ship. To the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes. To get a jolt from my electrode. Wait, what? They did the mash. They did the monster mash. They did the mash. No, that's wrong. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Wait, how does Dracula have a son? But the scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Eager on chains, backed by his baying hounds. They, what the fuck? The coughing bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker, Crypt Kicker 5. I don't think this is working, guys. But they played the mash. They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Drat's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened a leg and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? That doesn't rhyme. What the fuck, guys? That doesn't... Okay, continue. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. It was graveyard smash. That doesn't make any grammatical sense. But it's now the mash. It caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. But what was it before? Now everything's cool, Drat's a part of the band, and my monster mash is the hill of the land. For you, this the living this mash was meant to. When you get to my daughter, and Boris sent you. This literally makes no sense. But then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash, and do my graveyard smash. Is that a new drug? Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Mash good. Easy got you impetuous young boy. Mash good. Now what have we learned from that segment? Ian cannot sing classics. That was terrible. But stay tuned because next week Ian's going to sing Thriller by Michael Jackson. And it's going to be Thriller Night. And now for reading from American Psycho. Video store, then D'Agostino's. I'm wandering around Video Visions, comma, the video rental store nearby apartment, yup, website, comma, sim from Camp Dark Pepsi, comma, a new Christopher Cross tape burned from the headphones, from the earphones, my own Walkman, full stop. After the office, I played racquetball with Montgomery, comma, then had Shiatsu Massard and met Jake Lloyd, Jesse Lloyd, full stop. Jamie Conway, oh, okay. Comma, Jane Conway and Kevin Forrest drinks at Rusty's on 73rd Street, full stop. Tonight I'm wearing New Wall Topcoat by Ungaro Uomo Paris and carrying a Bottega Veneta briefcase and umbrella by Georges Gaspar, full stop. The video store is more crowded than usual, full stop. There are two men couples in life meet rent female reformatory or 
Ginger's cunt without some sense of awkwardness or discomfort. Comment. Plus, I've already bumped in Robert Ailes from First Boston in Horror Comment. Or at least I think it's Robert Ailes full stop. He mumbled, Hello, McDonald, in quotation marks, as he passed me by, comma, holding Friday 13th. Dash dash part seven in documentary on abortions in what I noticed were mostly mangled hands smiled owned by what looked to me like an imitation gold Rolex full stop. Since pornography seems to have question, I browse through like comedy and being ripped off comma self a weird Allen movie, but I'm still not satisfied full stop. I want something else full stop. I pass through the rock musical section. Dash, dash, nothing, dash. And they find myself in horror comedy, dash, ditto, dash. And suddenly I'm seized by minor anxiety attack, full stop. There are too many fucking movies to choose from, comma, full stop. I dot point promotional cardboard display from the new dang accurate comedy and take two five milligram Valiums, comma, washing them down with the dark Pepsi, full stop. And then, comma, almost by rope, comma, as if I've been programmed, comma, I reach for body double, dash, movie I've rented 37 times, dash, and walk up to the counter where I wait for 20 minutes to be checked out by Dumpy Gear, brackets, five pounds overweight, comma, drive for his ear, and brackets, full stop. She's actually wearing baggy, comma, non-script sweater, dash, definitely not designer, dash, probably height and fat that she has no tits, comma, and even though she has nice eyes, so fucking what, question mark, finally it's my turn, full stop, hand her the empty boxes, is this it, question mark, she asked, comma, take my membership card from me, full stop, I'm wearing Mario Valen- Valento Persian black gloves, full stop, my video visions membership costs only $250 annually, full stop. Do you have any Jeremy Gertz movies? Question mark. I ask her. Comma. Try and make direct eye contact. Full stop. What? Question mark. She asks. Comma. Distracted. Full stop. Any movies that Jamie Gertz is in? Question mark. Who? Question mark. She enters something in computer and then says, comma, with no, no comma. Then says, without looking at me, comma. How many nights? Question mark. Three, comma, I say. Don't know who Jamie Gertz is? Question mark. I don't think so. Full stop. She actually sighs, full stop. Jamie Gertz, comma, I say. She's an actress, full stop. I don't think I know who you mean, comma. She says in tone, it's just I'm harassing her, comma. But hey, comma, she works in a video rental store. And since it's such demanding, high-powered profession, her bitchy behaviour is completely reasonable, comma. Right, question mark? The things I could do to this woman's body with hammer, comma. The words are carving to her with an ice pick, full stop. She hangs a guy behind her my boxes. Dash, and I pretend to ignore his horrified reaction as he recognises me after he looks at the bo- body double box. Dash, but he dutifully walks in some kind of vaulting back story to get movies. Yeah, full stop. Sure you do, comma. I say good naturedly. She's in those dark coat commercials, full stop. You know the ones, full stop. I really don't think so, comma. She says in a monotone, almost cuts me off. She types names the movies and then my membership into computer, full stop. I like part in body double where the woman doctor dot gets treated by doctor dot power drilling movie doctor dot the best comma I say almost gasping full stop it seems very hot in video store right now all of a sudden after murmuring oh my god under my breath I place glove hand on counter sell it from shaking full stop and blood starts pulling out the ceiling comma I take deep breath and what I'm saying is my head starts gnawing of its own cord and I keep swallowing comma thinking I have to see her shoes comma and so as inconspicuously as possible I try to peer over the counter to check out what kind of shoes she's wearing but comma but manly they're in sneakers 
dash, not K Swish, comma, not trade torn, comma, not Adidas, comma, not Reebok, comma, just cheap ones, full stop. Sign here. Full stop. She hands me takes without even looking at me, comma, refusing to recognize who I am, comma, and breathing hard and exhaling, comma. She motioned for the next in line, comma, a couple with a baby, full stop. On way back to my apartment, I stop at Dad Gustino's, comma, where for dinner I buy two large bowls of Perrier, comma, a six bath Coke Classic, comma, a head of Arangula, comma, five medium sized kiwis, comma, a bowl of tarragon balsamic finger, comma, a tin of creme fraiche, comma, a carton of microwave tapes, comma, a box of tofu and a white chocolate candy bar I pick up at the checkout counter. Full stop. And that's it for now. That's all the American Psycho you're getting for now. I'll be back soon to read more. If haven't gone insane, because Patrick Bateman never shuts the fuck up. This is in Austin. This is Friday Night Fright. It's the 234th most popular podcast in Uganda. My neighbours are arguing loudly. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, remember, life is beautiful.